0: She's a former public school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. He's a talk show host who's made a career covering politics from afar. Now, Christine Stagall and her husband Chris have chosen a new path forward for their child in Christian education. Join them as they explore and experience this important alternative and education for the first time. Welcome to Making the Leap. And I think the one thing that I want to emphasize is, of course, the fact that there is an active effort to try and diminish the role of a father yes and the fact is is involved fatherhood frankly on on every issue as it pertains to child well-being and actively Involved father will yield success in every like in every direction, whether it's academic performance, uh, an ability for a kid to get a job later in life. I mean, an involved father is a huge part of, of, frankly, parenthood, right? So, you know, I think now fathers are sort of like waking up to the reality that the schools are actively trying to destroy that relationship.
1: Hey, welcome in to this edition of Making the Leap. Excited to talk to you today about a subject that we frankly have not spent a lot of time specifically talking about, and that focus is dads. Men, dads, and uh, your role in this transition, if you want to call it, from public education to private education, Christian education. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to paint myself as being wholly uninvolved, but I have definitely watched this with... You taking the lead primarily throughout it all, and I I do often think to myself is is there something more that I as a dad should be doing?
2: Well, and to be fair, you you are supportive. I mean, when I when I mean, we talk a lot about you know the one time I went to the school board meeting and spoke up, but you you were right there alongside me, right there behind me, right there with me, saying you know, and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this, I don't know if I want to really be the one, and you were very encouraging. So I think. The whole point of what I think we're talking about today is that there are multiple ways that dads, guys, men, grandpas, whoever, that they can get involved. Um, So I don't I don't discount you. (laughs) You're busy doing a lot of work, too. It's not like you were not aware of what was happening. We you talk a lot about this as your job.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you that's do true. this a
2: lot. This was a different piece of it. And I, I had a, a way to reach people. So uh,
1: Today, we're talking with a gentleman from FreedomWorks, Adam yes. Razier. Raziery. Adam Adam Um And Adam has created an organization within Works called the National Dads and Dudes Coalition. Uh, we liked that. We thought that was interesting because he, like me, like us, has kind of been having this conversation about how can we foster an environment where this is not just Mama Grizzlies out there. Right. And not that that's a bad thing. Uh, it's just, it's undeniably true that the role of a dad in the family and the, in the upbringing of children is every bit as critical as the mom. And, uh, we often leave the house. I think traditionally anyway, we leave the house to moms, <laughs> the education to moms, moms have the parent teacher meetings often, um,
2: Well, and when we talk about just biblically, the leader of the family being that male, which of course gets controversy in and of itself, but that's where I think a lot of this stems from. And there is so much research out there that talks about how important a a male role model is. And so I think this is a really great initiative, a really great coalition that they have formed this Best Dads.
1: We want to thank you for your uh, five-star reviews and your written reviews at Apple iTunes, Spotify, um, wherever you listen. We hope that you will subscribe so you never miss an episode of Making the Leap. We crank these out once a week. And uh, thanks a lot for your reviews. We'll share some of these soon. I want to... Tell you that we're doing something very exciting. Uh, in fact, I think as you listen to this, we're on our way or going to be. We
2: should be there. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: We're, we're headed to Washington, D.C., with uh, our great friends at the Herzog Foundation who make this podcast possible every week. And I should mention, by the way, at the Herzog Foundation, the, uh, the folks at Read Lion. If you go to ReadLion.com, The Lion is a wonderful daily publication that's a tremendous resource for lots of news nationally uh, about uh, things in Christian education and, and other issues, uh, maybe politically, that might interest you. So really encourage you to go to ReadLion.com and read that site. It's very popular. And anyway, Josh, who writes for them... And it's sort of the sister publication of our podcast. Wrote a nice profile yes, piece about the show. He
2: did. It was so great.
1: And we really, we've loved working with the Herzog Foundation. Um, we respect these people so much. Um, we're great friends with uh, some of the board members and the staff and the team. And so when they asked us to do this podcast, it was such a great natural fit mm-hmm. for so many reasons. And one of the coolest things, they <laughs> came to us and said, Hey, we are coming up with a new awards gala for Christian education all across the country, and we'd like you to have a part of it.
2: I, uh, I'm i blown away by the opportunities what an that honor. we're getting like this. Yeah, and now, to go to the museum, it's being held at the Museum of the Bible um, in Washington, in Washington D.C., D.C. And they're honoring 12 different um, educators from across the country, a couple out of Missouri, which is kind of cool. So they're um, calling
1: it the Christian Teacher of the Year Awards yes. Gala.
2: Or actually, one of the recipients is Jean Oxer who we had on several ah. weeks ago and spoke with when she kind of blew our minds talking about <laughs> how how long this um, pervasive little t- takeover of public education has been going on and talking about uh, just kind of classical Christian education and what that looked like and really had a great conversation with her so I was like oh we're talking to a celebrity earlier. so
1: the deal is the Herzog Foundation selects these people from yes. around the country who are outstanding and excelling in Christian education they fly them to DC they're
2: flying them to DC so they get a trip to DC for the for this awards ceremony um, there's I, I think they're already accepting applications for next year so they're already looking ahead to awesome. next year's event as well which is kind of fun so we are going to be out there we'll be talking about it and
1: yeah next on. show we'll probably yeah. have some updates yeah. probably some pictures you know stay close to uh, our website or um, our social media and and uh, po- you know, podcast page as well as Facebook um, go to like I said read line I'm sure we'll have some coverage yes. of it as well as the Herzog Foundation so really excited about it and I uh, can't wait to tell you about it next week and uh, before uh, before we get into the rest of the show today, let's get right to our interview today with Adam Raziri of Freedom Works.
2: We are here today talking with Adam Razzieri, who is a part of the Freedom Works Building Education for Students Together, and he is here today to talk a little bit about a coalition called the National Dudes and Dads Program. Am I doing all that correctly? And a
1: Texan, so <laughs> yes, I know. You know, he's serious. Welcome, Adam. <laughs>
0: Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're we're definitely very excited to be able to share the Best Dads and Dudes initiative with y'all. And frankly, it's a program that you know obviously it comes from Freedom Works, and you know Freedom Works has been fighting for for important things for for quite a while. But this particular uh, the best program itself uh, started up in 2021. And it really just kind of represents a long term commitment to building parent coalitions that, frankly, just try to promote the basics, common sense things like education, freedom and parents' rights. You know, it's it's really nothing too crazy to digest. And so, um, you know, after after the initial launch of the best program, uh, we, we quickly realized, okay, well, you know, we've got a lot of incredible school board moms that are. You know, they, they know how to fight for their kids, but how do we get dads involved? Yes. You know, it's it's not just an effort that, that moms can be can be fighting here. We need some support. And so, you know, my, my goal is to really try to offer resources to, to dads. And when I say dads, I mean, you know, granddads, sure. uh, dads themselves, and then also just, just the dudes, right? People that really just have a passion for uh, supporting the the things that kind of make our, our, our future um a great, a great place to be, you know, once we get there, right? How do we support kids as they navigate uh, the school systems? How do we really just kind of support a, a child's ability to figure out like, okay, well, what's next in life? And, you know, what we've seen is just this trend kind of going through our school systems that is, frankly, a very negative one. It's one that isn't teaching kids how to think, but it's one that's teaching them what to think? Yep. And, and that's a that's a big mm-hmm. problem that frankly we we have to solve very, very quickly. You
1: know, Adam, yeah. uh, we did a, a, a interview with um, our uh, publication partner at uh, called The Lion. Uh, it's part of the Herzog Foundation <clears throat> that underwrites our podcast. And uh, the gentleman that wrote the profile on this show asked me specifically, because you know, Christine was really sort of the impetus for this show and her outspokenness going to school board meetings and and really she was a literal <clears> educator <throat> for years you know I've been uh, you know I've been the, the dad going to work and kind of watching it a bit from the sidelines so when they asked me in this interview what can dads and husbands do to help I, I have to be honest I kind of sat there and said well you know I mean Christine's kind of taken it's just true and I don't I don't mean I don't care and I've certainly helped make decisions but I have found that uh, Christine and women like her seem to be the ones that uh, are taking the lead. And I've often thought to myself, should I do better? Is there more that we could do or, or could be done as men as fathers? What do you say to that, Adam?
0: Yeah, that's a great perspective. And frankly, it's, it's not a unique one, right? There's a lot of dads who, who do that. And and frankly, too, on the other side of the fence, there's a lot of moms who, who are the breadwinners and, and frankly kind of feel that way too. So the question is, is how do we kind of align and, to be honest, it's just, I think, educating um, and kind of understanding what the other is kind of experiencing. When when one parent is going to school board meetings, when when the mom is there, what does the dad know what's being discussed? Does he understand what the the drivers are behind certain things like school choice? Mm-hmm. Um, just, just that alignment and, and, and being able to support one another. Um, if not financially, then then definitely just a kind of a someone that you can go and sort of digest to and kind of speak to and say, okay, well, here's what I heard tonight in the school board meeting. And oh, by the way, a school resource officer kicked us out for asking a single question. Like, right, that, that was weird. Um, you know, the 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 support that can come from that oftentimes it, it just sort of happens, right? Like, for example, the in McKinney, which is not far from where I am, uh, there were there was a, there's a school board president there. She's She's a tyrant, right? She literally will kick parents out if they're wearing a T-shirt that is one that she just happens to not like. Wow. Unreal. She is. She, she, she has literally weaponized school resource officers to kick parents out of meetings for asking very basic questions about, you know, like, oh, that, that one book in the library that has explicit pornography in it. Like, why <laughs> is that there? You know, w- w- first of all, how is that an angry or inflammatory question? It's right. a valid one worth discussing, right? So, you know, when, when a mom goes home and discusses that with her husband, you know, all of a sudden, you might find access to a resource that is in the husband's realm of influence, like a legal resource who can go and, and help elevate the mother's voice through, through a free legal effort, which frankly is now happening in McKinney. Uh, we have literally non-profit legal resources are coming our way wow. to try and fight for what's right and to support those mothers who are there um so you know just education is one thing um access to just kind of a greater breadth of resources uh be it others who are in the community uh, kind of secondary th- uh, ter- tertiary points of contact Um, But, you know, there are dads who do have time, right? There are. (laughs) Look, Adam,
1: I'll say Mm -hmm. some of the most viral videos of the last couple, three years, particularly as it relates to the school closure issue and the masking and whatnot. uh, There have been some extraordinarily powerful dads Mm -hmm. in school board testimony that have gone viral. So it is true. It's not exclusive to women. uh, Not at all. Yeah.
0: I think the one thing that I want to emphasize is, of course the fact that there is an active effort to try and diminish the role of a father. And the fact is, is involved fatherhood, frankly, on on every issue as it pertains to child well-being an actively involved father will yield success in every, like in every direction, whether it's academic performance, uh, an ability for a kid to get a job later in life. I mean, an involved father is a huge part of, of frankly, parenthood, right? So, you know, I think now fathers are sort of like waking up to the reality that the schools are actively trying to destroy that relationship. And and fathers have to stand up against that. They cannot allow that to happen because, hey, it's your kid, right? And and when you have schools that are trying to uh, literally, frankly, break down that, that relationship by potentially telling your boy that, your boy is a, a, a daughter or uh-huh. telling your girl that oh, because she's a tomboy and plays sports, she must be a guy. Right. Um, it, it's crazy, right? So fathers, I think now are at a point where they have to get engaged. Um, it's, it's not so much like a choice. Uh, yeah. this all kind of ties back to a, a greater, more, I would say malignant political strategy to kind of destroy the future of America. This is literally, if you read the 1848 Communist Manifesto, this is part of the strategy, the abolition of the family, right? It's part of breaking down everything that's important in a civil society. And so, you know, as fathers, as Americans, as husbands, as people that care about kids, as grandparents... There, there is no choice you have to get involved
1: and it's and, and why treatment. it's why they're coming at kids so young I, I, <laughs> we have found that teenagers high schoolers it's it's really not high school no. it's elementary it's yeah. middle it's where they're really malleable that they're attacking the well, hardest
2: and they're also talking about that, I guess this toxic culture that men are awful that we have to fear men and all at least as a woman we're supposed to fear everything about what a man is thinking what they're doing what they're feeling and I that permeates everything and so I so, I mean we you know I don't we have two girl or two boys and a girl and I'm very very careful with how we uh, speak about women women's issues or men's issues because I want to make sure that we're being very very clear to not perpetuate any kind of <coughs> nonsense that all men are out for one thing or they're you know, or or worse, they don't have a role in the family. They don't have a role in what is happening right. in society that they're just supposed to back down. So this kind of a a coalition, this this, I think, is going to be a big help. For I people. would say, you know,
1: and I don't I don't mean to make it racial, but I would just say as a white male, as a straight white male Christian, I mean, those four things is like public enemy number one in, in yeah. you know, in so much of uh, the progressive left's agenda. And, I, you know, so I don't want to make it exclusive to white men. I mean, I think, yeah. I think any black father or Hispanic father or Asian father uh, experiences the same kind of bigotry. But it really is a bigotry toward fathers, Adam.
0: There, there is a strong bigotry there, but the numbers don't lie. I mean, if you look at a study that came out of University of Texas, literally... Kids with involved fathers are 80% less likely to spend time in jail. They're, they're 75% less likely to have a teen birth. And they're almost 40% more likely to earn mostly A's in school. Huh. You know, the, the numbers don't lie. Active involved fatherhood, there is a huge value from that, that. That comes through performance, through excellence, through a child's ability to achieve. You know, we're talking about that kid's self-esteem. Uh, not only their educational uh, achievement, but also their cognitive development, their ability to think critically and to ask questions that really matter. And, you know, now we have school systems that are literally trying to stop kids from asking questions that matter. And, you know, how do you, in, in our society, right? How do we create innovation? How do we create value? We create value by questioning things. And now, you know, from grade school on to medical school now, we have doctors who are literally being losing their license for asking questions right. that the government says oh well if you ask this question yeah. we're going to tag you for misinformation and revoke your license that's actually happening in california and and now we have even texas medical schools teaching the future doctors of america about quote gender affirmati- affirm uh, affirmation excuse yeah, me gender yeah. affirmation so okay why are med schools teaching um Basically, a, a gender affirmation surgery, the idea of giving a 13-year-old girl a hysterectomy instead of maybe teaching them about the truth of a DSM-5 mental disorder called gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. The problem is we're ignoring the truth. We're ignoring science. And the fact is, is a kid's brain isn't done developing until they're in their early 20s. So why would you give them an irreversible surgery that literally stagnates their ability to actually like live a productive, healthy, happy life? It, it, it's crazy. So the problem that we're seeing it literally starts in grade school and it goes on up to med school even, and oh. and 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 here, right? We're trying to talk about why dads should get involved. Well, and, shoot. And oh, I'm sorry. Go clear. ahead.
1: Well,
0: I was gonna say it, it couldn't be more clear about why dads should get involved because they have to.
2: Well, and to that end, what what is going to be done with this best do or best dad? So what are you? Um, I guess as an organization, I was reading about there's trainings, in-person trainings, events coming up, things like that. What are some of the initiatives that are going to be utilized in order to kind of help reach the different people across the country, different areas of the um, nation that I I know there are hotter, you know, hot states (laughs) versus some others, some different, you know, those big areas. What is, what is some of the, what are some of the plans that are being laid out?
1: Is there, um, yeah, is there like a place that people like dads like me could uh, go search, research, check out, maybe reach out? Dads,
0: dudes, grandpas, moms too. We're not forgetting about y'all. Y'all are so important. We (laughs) want all of you guys to go to parentsknowbest.com. Okay. Because here's the thing. Maybe maybe you're able to literally run for school board. Maybe you're able to run for State Board of Education. Maybe you're able to join the state legislature and fight for school choice. There are things that you can do as a candidate if you're able to. But if you're not able to be a candidate because not everybody has the time or the resources Mm – we do have literally educational resources and also too, we have, we have support groups that will bring people together to educate you and to train you on how to be a supportive activist as well. So uh, both from the national and state perspective, if you guys go to parents, go uh, you'll be able to align with us, get involved with our, with our monthly and weekly strategy calls. Uh, we'll share resources for parents. We'll also share Like th- this is, th- there's been a huge kind of war of words going on. Like what is CRT? What is social emotional learning? Like what does all this stuff mean? Right? Like, Oh, what, what does anti-racist mean, by the way? Because it seems like it's pretty racist. <laughs> uh, we, have re- we have resources at com that will help sort of just kind of shine light onto a lot of this darkness so that when someone comes at you and starts dropping all these words that don't make any sense... The resources will validate that everything you're being told doesn't make sense for a reason. It's because it's woke garbage.
1: Yeah. And so, I would also add, Adam, that <clears throat> sometimes people uh, who know what they're talking about will people will look right. Look them right in the eye and tell them they don't know what they're talking about. It's not happening. It's not going on. You're <laughs> you're wrong. You're mistaken. <laughs> that's part of it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Ga-
2: Gaslighting
0: gas is part of it. Right? That, and and that, that's kind of the theory. Right. And that's why we see. You know Lori Lightfoot, for example, she's sitting here calling the governor of Texas a racist for uh, for busing migrants to Chicago, but then she's doing the same thing; she's putting them to the suburbs of Chicago. So, you know, it's like expect to be gaslit, but then have the power of knowledge on your side, and then also too by joining with ParentsKnowBest.com you will find yourself with a community of other people that share the same values as you and that are fighting for the for the same thing as you as well. We're fighting for the future of our country. We're trying to protect our kids. And guys, you're not alone. Like just literally go to parentsknowbest.com and, and see the resources that we have for you. Um, because the thing is, is when the left comes for you and they try to pull you through this, this, this path of indoctrination, um, dropping these words that literally don't make any sense, you're realizing, oh wait, is this a war of words here? Because I've got values and principles on my side, um, and oh by the way, I've got God also.
1: Amen. Amen. How about Amen. Adam? How about your own family? If you have it, I, we didn't ask, and it's not necessarily pertinent to the information or the interview. I'm just curious. Do you have Do you have kids? And if so, uh, are they in school? And if so, where?
0: Hey, thank you so much for asking. So uh, my wife is actually about as prego as it gets. Nice. I'm, I'm <laughs> Congratulations! From, we're we're a few weeks away from giving birth to my son Hayden Taylor, and, and we cannot wait. You know, during the COVID mandates, I, I saw just how the government was basically making it hard to, to run a small business. And, and I kind of like, I was like, what is this whole ESG thing, this social credit system for businesses? Uh, it's making it hard for companies like mine to get access to capital. And and then, I, and then I started asking myself, okay, wait, I have a kid on the way. What is, what's being taught in schools? Mm. Critical racist theory, uh, <laughs> social emotional. So I started going to school board meetings because the headline seemed so crazy and I was like, "Wait a minute! I I gotta see this for myself." Wow! So you are so you aren't even a ask. dad
1: yet? <laughs> you just decided I'm about to be a dad, so I'd better you plug guys? in.
0: My my wife and I have been trying to have a kid for for a long time, and in February, you know, the Lord blessed us, and 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 boom! Like we we saw a, literally a, a positive pregnancy test right before my wife's birthday. Wow. And uh, we were so excited by that. So you know, we we've wanted a child for a long time, and you know what? I'm not going to let a crazy socialist system. Take my child from himself, like just trying to deprive him of of a future uh, of of a United States that uh, has offered so much, frankly, liberties that have been paid for in blood. You know, this is um, this is our country. We have to fight for it. We have to protect it. And, you know, as a a dad who's literally I'm just weeks away from my son (laughs) saying hello to me. Well, he's not going to say hello, but he'll say <laughs> He'll look at you. you know, like, <laughs> he's thinking it. It's I'm good. I'm going to make sure that the future is prepared and, and ready for him.
1: Do you, have you and your wife had conversations about school in terms of public versus private versus some other option? Do you want to fight the fight of the public school system? How do you feel about that? Just curious. No wrong so answer. I,
0: yeah. No. So I, I live in the same city that I grew up in. Um, so you know, I grew up in the school system that my son would potentially go through. And I, I had a good experience a long time ago before redistribution and Robin Hood started, mm-hmm. uh, before CRT started spreading through the the, the classrooms. And so, you know, I, I'm strongly considering options between private school, public mm-hmm. school, homeschool. Uh, there are a lot of options. Texas as a state is very, very close to potentially having school choice as yes. a thing.
1: Just like Arizona. Yeah. yeah.
0: Arizona is a great example. And the thing is, is we have a lot of squishy politicians in the state legislature we have uh republican politicians that agree that parent choice should be a thing but they are offering committee chairmanships to democrats who will literally stop that on arrival Mm -hmm. so you know i think the big push in texas is for people to get out there and frankly make contact with the state uh the state leadership and make sure that the committee chairmanships are not going to people who are who are anything but pro-parent school choice has to be a thing so that the dollar could follow the child And, um, you know, in the meantime, I'm going to do what I can to try and improve the the school district that I live in. I think that's Uh, fantastic that
2: you're not even I mean, you are a parent and just (laughs) you are there. You're just about there. But I think that's such a great push for parents to see or for dads you know for guys to see it does they don't have to wait till their kid is starting kindergarten or first grade or well, second grade. i, I have that to they tell you start young.
1: you are the first dad that i know and i mean this i'm not blowing smoke no, i don't yeah. know any man uh, and i don't know how old a man you are but i don't know many men who aren't fathers yet who would voluntarily go to school board meetings <laughs> and learn about this well, stuff you know, you're to be commended really
0: yeah, I, I got to tell you guys, and, and it's it's a sad thing, really. But school board meetings now are almost more entertaining than reality TV. Shows. It's horrible. It's hor- <laughs> It is. It's that horrible. That's all true, yes, <laughs> right? It is. Right. And, and so here's the. Th- I mean, the, the other thing is this, right? It, it, to, to change a system like this, I mean. Critical race theory didn't just start. It's been going through our system mm. for years now, and it can take years to get things back on track. Right. Uh, parents have to at least have choices, right? And so I'm I'm really just trying to work to help create choices for parents because, you know, the, the free market is what encourages a, a great output, a great competition, uh, leads to extremely competitive options for yes. people in the market, right? So schools be the same if we're able to introduce a little bit more competition to the academic systems then all of a sudden you'll have schools that are starting to compete for you know who's the best at at this and that like is this the best school for science is Uh this the best school for for grammar what have you i mean the, the schools today are not incentivized to help kids excel and do well. And that's why we're starting to fall behind to countries like China and the rest of the world. And that just cannot be the future for America.
2: Well, I can't thank you enough for taking the time today to come on and speak with us about this. And I am just I'm just encouraged to know that there is somebody out there leading, you know, helping to lead this fight, taking it to people that, you know, don't have to be parents with kids in a system to go ahead and start advocating for them. And I'm excited to share Everything that you're that you guys are about,
1: and we'd be remiss, Adam, because Christine and I do a show called Making the Leap, all about taking our children from public <laughs> school and putting them in Christian education. <laughs> we'll we'll just put in a cheap plug. Listen to a couple of the episodes and see what <laughs> you think, think about it. You you may decide you want to hey, go no, that we'll route do. yourself.
0: Absolutely, I appreciate that.
1: Hey, Freedom Works uh, National Dads and Dudes Coalition. This is great. It's a great resource. ParentsKnowBest dot com. Thank Adam, you. thanks for your time. Hey, thank you so much. Have a blessed day. You thanks, too. You
2: too. I just love, you know, as we were listening to him talk, first of all, again, I can't explain enough how phenomenal I think it is that he is a almost brand new dad taking his time to fight for what I think is important. But it reminded me a lot of when you and I were first starting out into the education world with our oldest, and the school that our three went through—the elementary school—had a program called Watchdogs. That's right. And Do- Watchdogs, the dogs program, was dads of great students. I believe is what that kind of stood for. And, it and was this was awesome. public school.
1: I have to say, that it
2: was one of the coolest things.
1: I, in in a day and an age where fathers are not really celebrated or mm. rewarded or focused upon, I was shocked. That our public school, elementary uh, level school, was encouraging, actively asking for dads to come and volunteer their day.
2: And it wasn't an easy thing to do. For, I mean, first of all, it the, <laughs> the calendar filled up fast. I mean, the, they yeah. opened up that registration and you had to be in it and on it, know your dates, have your backup, that kind of thing. But... I remember you kind of being a little bit unsure of like, what am I going to do all day? Because going into the school system with all those little people running around, that was not your forte. I would still say it isn't your, (laughs) I don't
1: care for it even (laughs) a little bit. No, no, I don't.
2: But, I'm telling you what, I got to be in the school often as a parent and I would see the days that the dads would come in and those kids loved those dads being there. It is
1: funny, I mean, as kind of hung up on it as I was and nervous as I was, those little kids, um, it is undeniably true when an adult is present, I don't want to make it about men or women, but I mean, I will just speak for myself. As nervous as I was, they didn't care and they didn't know anything about it, Um, but the concept of them placing an importance on a man walking through the halls of that school, mm-hmm. checking the parameter of the building, making sure the doors are locked, just being help, helpful, hopping popping from class to Popping into the class, classrooms. Popping yes. into kindergarten. I, I visited kindergarten, second grade, <laughs> third grade, fourth grade. Um, each with their own kind of interesting kids and their own interesting needs. And they, you know, when you're little like that and you're staring at a you know big, fat, bald guy, <laughs> That's uh, kind of intimidating, kind of interesting, and and they're interested people. It, you can just yeah. see that they react, and you can see that it's a positive thing. And for people that don't have men or s- strong role models in their life, I think it's also useful. So I I don't know how many schools do this, yeah, public or private. But w- what a what a neat idea!
2: I love it. And so it really, it, I don't know. Just as he was was talking, I thought, yes, programs like this. Like the Watchdogs programs, like Best Dads, we need to have those things in place. Um, I just, oh, I, I really, I couldn't stop yeah. kind of thinking in my head, like, yeah, because they took your picture with the kids and they put them up on the bulletin board and everybody knew who, you know drew's dad was and that was back before we had
1: teenagers when you know dad dad coming around didn't embarrass you yeah they were excited yeah and
2: now it's you're coming why yeah yeah.
1: they want dad to sit next to you at lunch and everybody to know that that's my dad here at lunch yeah that was fun fond memories of that uh thank you for your reviews once again we've had some very nice reviews Uh, most of them continue to be about the anna show (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Most of the reviews continue to be about Anna, and uh, we appreciate it. I've had people stop us in church. I've had people yes. stop us on the street and all talk about the Anna show, which I, you know, it's fine. I appreciate it because um, I know that it's, We, I think we knew that hearing from her was going to be uh, sort of the ultimate juror on this whole thing, mm-hmm. because we can talk about it, and we can talk right. a good game, but that was her honest assessment of what her experience has been so far, and... Um, I think she sold it pretty well. I think she reached some people in a way that we couldn't. And I, you know, I, yeah. we may end up doing more of that, bringing more kids in to talk about it. I, because yeah.
2: And we know we're starting to kind of come across people in different states across the country. Different, yep. you know, they'll reach out. Our son said this. Our daughter did this. And um, I mean, last, well, I, last week, a couple of weeks ago, we were sitting at a football scrimmage um, where our daughter is a cheerleader and the growth in. In a couple of those programs that were there, the families all coming together, but the amount of students new, I was kind of pointing out, like, oh, that family's new, this family is new, that kind of thing. Um, There's conversations to be had with that as well. Um, One of the reviewers that we had on the podcast was Valerie. Um, She's a retired teacher. She said, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to your latest episode. Featuring your daughter, Anna, Um, as a retired public school teacher, I'm always interested in hearing and learning about other methods of education. Anna did a great job telling about her experience going from public school to a Christian education. She was very poised and honest in her interview, and I loved hearing her tell about the ways in which she has already grown and matured in her relationship with the Lord. You must be very proud of her. Keep up the fantastic work you do on making the leap podcast.
1: Oh, thank you, Valerie. That's oh, nice.
2: Very, very kind.
1: So your reviews are always welcome. Your correspondence is always welcome. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're on all those things. Uh, send us an email. That's a good way to do it too. If I you know, want. we
2: haven't shared in a couple of the last couple of weeks, but you can reach us at hello at making dot com. That's for email. Twitter at making underscore the underscore leap. Facebook, Making the Leap Podcast, and Instagram at Making the Leap Podcast.
1: So can't wait to get back from D.C. and tell you all that we saw at the first of what we hope will be many, many, many years to come of awarding great Christian educators all over the country. Thank you to Herzog for providing that. And we will see you back here next week. Making the Leap is a podcast presentation courtesy of the Herzog Foundation. Please
0: rate and comment on the show, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you next time on Making the Leap.